This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 22nd of September in your Squiz today. Violent protests in Melbourne. Justin Trudeau is re-elected. The Evergrande problem. And random bits of internet joy. This is your Squiz today. There were some pretty incredible scenes out of Melbourne yesterday, Claire, with thousands of protesters taking to the streets. Windows were smashed, flares set off, and stinger grenades and rubber bullets were used on the crowds by authorities. Those clashes with police saw three police officers and a journo injured and 62 arrested. Not only were the scenes chaotic, it's not entirely clear who the protesters were or what they wanted. There are a few elements at play, anti-vaxxers for one and the Victorian construction industry. Unrest kicked off on Monday with Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews' two-week shutdown of the construction industry over repeated COVID violations. Yeah, and there's a focus on the construction industry because the Victorian government over the last few days last week uh, visited a number of sites and they said that they were very concerned about the spread of COVID on construction sites. That led to negotiations on Monday. They didn't go well. Uh, They were discussing things like the mandatory vaccination of construction workers. There were a group of workers who were angry about being forced to be jabbed uh, and also So a group of anti-vaxxers who then went on to tear apart the union's headquarters. That led to that government shutdown of the industry on Monday night. And then we came to yesterday when a group of unionists and a whole heap of others took to the streets. There were plenty of unions that came out yesterday to condemn the protests and many in the construction industry say that their concerns were hijacked by a mix of anti-lockdown, anti-vax and far-right agitators. Yeah, and it really is that big group of a whole bunch of people that has led the unions to get out and about yesterday to tell anyone who was listening that they were only a small minority of those involved in those violent clashes with authorities yesterday. They say that their concerns are being hijacked by those professional protesters. Throughout the protests yesterday, there were loud chants of every day, every day. So it could mean that these protests will continue. 500 police are standing by waiting in the CBD today if they do turn up. It's pretty incredible to see scenes like this play out in Australia. Premier Daniel Andrews has said there's no excuse for the terrible behaviour we've seen over the last few days. Stand by for more to come on this today. Still on COVID news, and we flagged yesterday that Pfizer had announced that its vaccine was safe and effective for children aged 5 to 11. It could be rolled out here by Christmas if the approval process gets underway, Claire. Yeah, it could be. We'll just have to wait and see uh, exactly how that plays out. What needs to happen is Pfizer needs to make an application uh, and then the regulator has to look at all of the data and the evidence and make a decision. But certainly parents uh, are relieved that there is a vaccine vaccination coming, many reports say. Two other things to note this morning, a seven-day snap lockdown for New South Wales residents in the Byron and Tweed LGAs after an active case there. That puts an end to the Queensland-New South Wales border bubble for now. And from a global perspective, the US have now officially passed the death toll of the 1918 Spanish flu. New modelling that takes into account the Delta variant could see them on track to reach 776,000 deaths by the end of the year. 
On to international news and world leaders are in New York for the 76th United Nations General Assembly. US President Joe Biden has called for unity in his first address as president. But the speech comes at a time when tensions are high between traditional allies. The situation in Afghanistan, COVID, climate change promises, the new AUKUS deal all top of mind. Yeah, Biden says we must work together like never before, but there are plenty at that United Nations General Assembly meeting who are saying that the United States is doing anything but. Uh, One is the European Union Commissioner for Markets who said that there's something broken between our relations in Europe and the United States. That really is uh, quite a shot across America's bow to say that they have to do better to collaborate more. More. And of course, this deal, AUKUS, that we talked quite a bit about already in the last week or so, uh, is top of mind when it comes to those examples of America not collaborating well. Plenty for Biden to talk about in his meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron. Speaking of meetings, just this morning, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has met with Joe Biden for their first face-to-face. More to come on that one today. Over to Canada now, and Justin Trudeau has been re-elected as the country's Prime Minister. Not entirely the outcome he hoped for, he's still in a minority government, Claire. Happy that he's Prime Minister, not Mm. so happy that he doesn't have a majority in that country's House of Commons. Uh, He shot off to an early election, only got halfway through a four-year term in the hope that he was going to be able to get a majority. But basically where they've landed is exactly where they started. Uh, It looks like the number of seats that the Liberal Party will claim under Trudeau is about the same that they started with at the top of the election campaign. Which means he has to continue relying on the support of others to pass legislation and get things done, which means essentially he's back at square one. On to business now and reports that Evergrande, China's largest property developer, could be on the brink of collapse is big news. The company is struggling to meet interest payments on more than $300 billion worth of debt. If it goes under, it would have impacts not only for China's financial system, but also on markets and banks around the globe. Yeah, and markets did shake around the world yesterday as a result of that news that Evergrande is in trouble. Of course, that's because our great big global financial system is very well linked together. If Evergrande isn't able to pay interest on its debts, which pass US $300 billion, uh, there's going to be issues for the banking system and exactly what happens if it goes under. That could also affect countries like Australia. Of course, we're a big supplier of iron ore and steel to China. Uh, Steel is used in property developing. uh, So if they do go under, it's an issue for us. Another one to watch. Long-time listeners would know how much enjoyment we get out of finding random bits of joy on the internet, and this is one of them. Writer, comedian, filmmaker Demi Adijuibe's public service announcement that it's the 21st of September, Claire. (laughs) It's not just random corners of joy on the internet that we enjoy. It's ones that have consistency over a period of time. (laughs) And This guy kicked off with a video in 2016 uh, announcing that it was the 21st of September back it up with that 
really iconic Earth, Wind and Fire song. Uh, he did it again in 2017, 18, 19, 20 and overnight. <laughs> the video is out for 2021. It's a lot more elaborate with his dance and his song to the 21st of September. Uh, and good luck to him. He's raising money for charity as he goes through. Yeah, you can't fault something that brings you joy and raises money for charity. He's raised over $330,000 so far. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. It, it definitely puts a smile on your dial. A new documentary on Prince Philip is giving some pretty personal insights into the late Duke of Edinburgh, Clare. He had a pretty mischievous sense of humour. I'm really struggling to get my head around how this is a lot of fun, certainly probably not a lot of fun for those who were responsible for cleaning up at Buckingham Palace. (laughs) But apparently what he liked to do is to give the grandkids uh, bottles of mustard and then he would get them to slam their hands together and the mustard would shoot up all over the (laughs) ceiling. I imagine there's quite tall ceilings in Buckingham Palace Mm. as well, so that's quite an effort. Apparently Prince Philip found that hilarious. Prince William says he used to get into quite a lot of trouble from his grandmother, a.k.a. the Queen. It all comes from a new documentary out on Prince Philip. Lots of interest in the royal family, of course, and this doco is all about the family's personal recollections, includes home movies. It's out on BBC One at 9pm UK time. We might wrap it up there. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you are enjoying the Squiz Today podcast, we'd love it if you could leave a review. It takes a couple of seconds in your podcasting app. Otherwise, telling your people about us, it's the number one way that we grow and we're super grateful for every recommendation. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.